What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Hi Ben, it's good to be back here at the Pop. It's um, really, it, yeah. You, you know what, it's been a while since you've been on. Been. And so we appreciate you coming back, taking the time out of your mm-hmm. busy schedule to come on to my show here. <laughs> well, what I really meant was that we were out of office last week. Uh, so we didn't record last week. We recorded two before we left. I know exactly what you meant. I was taking yeah. advantage of the situation. <sighs> Classic. 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 Yes, but we, we just got back from a uh, family week vacation at Hilton Head Island in yeah. South Carolina. Ooh, which is a good seven hours away. Yeah. Oh boy, Ben, let me tell you what's really hard to do when you have three small children yeah is drive seven hours in the car goodness gracious i i am having so much aftermath respect i don't know what the word for that is there's got to be something that is like like something where you didn't realize how impressed you were with somebody until you've had the firsthand experience with the thing and then all of a sudden you're like how did you do this Mm. um but growing up as kids uh like our both of our parents come from the state of New York, different yes. parts of the state of New York, but still the state of New York. Right. And uh, what that meant was that, like, because our dad was transplanted down into Virginia with his job, uh, it, it meant that like we were the like the black sheep of the family in terms of just like geographically not being in the same New Englandy type of area that right. every other member of our extended family yeah, everyone else is up in New York and Massachusetts, Maine. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New and Jersey. So, but what this meant, though, is that for our whole life growing up, like multiple times a year, mom and dad would pack the three of us into the minivan and the we minivan. would be driving somewhere between nine and 11 hours north to go to one of the respective family homes. Yep. And that's during like an era of time like where uh, especially our our eventually mom got the minivan with like the dvd player that yeah, we talk about all the of time of course but before that we just had like a standard minivan obviously and it was just like how they could do that like there was no source of like you know considerable entertainment if i recall at some point what they did was they got a milk crate yes and they, they did. put a milk crate in between like the two captain seats area no it wouldn't even been that we had like a bench seat in the middle it wasn't a captain seat in the old minivan right yeah right so there we had like a bench seat in the middle that was like a half bench seat so like two people could sit on it but not three and then the other side was open so you could get to the back that was where i sat the right. way, way back that's where ben was sitting the way way back and we put a milk crate in between the two driver seats and then on top of the milk crate we took the like little tiny small tv i think from you and tyler's room 
I don't think it was from, well. It had a built, here's what the main feature of it was. One, it was small. Two, it had a built-in VHS player. Heck yes, I know. Yes, and then what you do, all you had to do, I think we then had to purchase an AC converter so that you could plug the TV, you could plug the AC converter into like the cigarette lighter thing, which like even today, it seems surprising to me that cars don't, like even that even then cars would have a cigarette lighter outlet and not just an AC outlet. Just, just, yeah, like, just literally, <laughs> just like, if they literally something you could plug in. If they sell the converter, just build the converter into the vehicle, uh, right? If, if necessary. Yeah. You know, I, like, I don't know enough about, like, what the car produces if it has, like, alternating current and to switch it over or yeah. whatever. Who knows? Or DC. Whatever. Who knows? So oh. we had to have an AC adapter. Right. Which, uh, whenever you turned on, made this, like, sound yes you remember it did, that like a sound? very high-pitched like high-pitched noise yeah which i grew extremely accustomed to because of this ritual driving so much and we uh me and beth bought an ac adapter once upon a time for her old car which also didn't have a you know like regular outlet in it the minivan i think maybe the minivan doesn't your know. current minivan my current minivan i don't think does either the okay. traverse does ah fancy. of course yes brilliant i love my car it has all the bells and whistles but uh so anytime like i think basically anytime you like um start the car it makes that like high-pitched sound but the difference in modern cars is that they do like an automatic shut off if you come to a stop at a stoplight or something oh you're so right so it would like every time you get to a stoplight and then start moving again it goes Boom! <laughs> it makes a terrible noise beth hates it i'm like i don't even hear it i can't even i can't hear it at all anyway after we um got our ac adapter then what you need was a bungee cord to whip around from one side of the milk crate to, to the other to, to bungee cord the TV, TV onto, the, onto the crate so that you could then enjoy uh, more often than not probably the movie Chicken Run on VHS. Or like Rush Hour also yeah. comes to mind. <laughs> like we were, we were big Jackie Chan fans for, yeah. for a beat there as kids. Yeah. These were the solutions you had to go to um, when we were kids. Now what we did, our minivan uh, does not have the built-in DVD player into it so we got what we did is we got this like arm that attaches to the back of the driver's side headrest and then it like just holds an ipad out in the middle amazing (laughs) of the car that worked really well we downloaded a bunch of movies ahead of time put the ipad in there kids watch some some cars some toy story that was helpful it was honestly they were better behaved in the car than i thought but we got into what i like to call um or but my least favorite kind of uh, traffic, which is what I call the like um, GPS purgatory. Okay, this ha- this has happened to me a couple times, specifically on long trips where I've had the kids in the car, and it is defined as when no matter how close you get to your destination, the estimated time remaining in the trip remains the same oh this is it's like it's like because like traffic is slowing down or something so it's like you're 17 minutes away and then it's like 15 minutes later it's like like, you're 17 17 minutes minutes away away. and it's like yes you've progressed enough forward to keep the the new distance at 17 minutes right but traffic has slowed down the exact amount to keep it at 17 minutes and oh my gosh that this is this is the worst it is and it's like it feels like it always happens like under an hour left so everyone's like really tired and you were so close to getting there and now you're like we've we've had to go we've had one hour to go for like two hours now and i don't know if i can take it anymore because i'm you're also it by definition means you're moving 
epically slowly. Oh yeah, yep, <laughs> you know, yep. like but but moving. It's not like you can just like sit there and like, well, I guess we're just stuck. Sure, you know, like you have to be paying attention, and people are yelling. That is the worst. I hate GPS purgatory. Yeah, no, you're yeah. you're absolutely right. We, I, I feel like on this particular trip, Alice and I did did well in that we kept leaving so early for everywhere we were going because we were extremely concerned about just like how Addy would do on such a long drive mm-hmm. and and like figuring out like how to go through entire. This is this is like one of those like things that I feel like nobody I, I never would have considered prior to having Addison, but like the idea of how your world exists while they're awake, their wake window, and then while they are napping, which yeah. is just like the various like three nap times that she has throughout the day. It's just like at different like at, in, inside of these different stages, you are literally alternating between like the two worlds of your life. Right. <laughs> because it's like w- while she's awake, it's like everything is focused on like figuring out how to like, you know, entertain her, do something with her, make sure she's OK, feed her, change a diaper, like all of that. It's crazy because it's like as long as she's awake, one of you basically has to be there. Yes. You know, like yeah, like it has at to have like, yes, it's like within eyesight of her, probably. Yes. More or less. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's, that's been a big one. But so fortunately I, my, my truck is big enough that like we were, we were able to do a thing where Alice was able to like basically crawl back through the middle seats and sit in the back seat next to Addie. So like during her wake windows, she could like get back there, you know, like we didn't really have to like do like a full blown, like, um, like stop, get out of the car, like all, all this type of stuff. Like we were able to just sort of do it like by pulling over, Allie could crawl back, keep going. You right. Know? And like, and then everything just sort of like continues forth. Um, but it was, it was mind blowing to me that on like the seven hour drive home that Addie literally like she was asleep when we started and then she like was awake for two hours and then she was asleep for an hour and then she was awake for two hours. So it was like she was going through all of these phases of her day residing in her car seat. Oh, that's crazy. I know. I know. I was like, man, like I cannot, I can't imagine a situation where I was like, I woke up in a chair. I was awake for a period of time in that chair. And then I fell asleep in that chair again. Yeah. Twice. Right. You know, it's like (laughs) Like that whole cycle again. I know. I know. But she did really, she did really great. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is a huge relief because we have, we have more travel less left up ahead this summer. Mm -hmm. And I I think Alice and I both were like, this is going to be like the big tell on yeah. how our anxiety is heading into each of these particular trips. Yeah. Um, so it worked out well, though. All right. Well, what, I'm glad you had a good experience. What, what did you think about our beach trip wherein we only went to the physical beach one time? It was, Yeah, it was a very different sort of like, we're going to the beach kind of trip. Because that's what I kept telling people. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to the beach next week. Like, because I'd never been to uh, Hilton Head before. And I, as I understood it, we'd be going... To the, I think first of all, uh, I think uh, Beth has also planned a separate trip um, with her parents and her brother uh, and his wife for later in the summer. Okay, where we will actually be situated, maybe like one row back from the beach or something. Sure. And sure. I've just been hearing so many different people talk about all the different trips that have been going on. I could not keep track at all where we were physically going to be compared to the beach on this trip until we got there. Right. Yep. Like I, in my mind it was like, Oh yeah, we're like, like a, a little inconvenient walk away from the beach. Like it'll be annoying cause we have to carry stuff, but it's not that bad. And it was like incorrect walking to the beach. Not possible. Yeah. It was but, like three yeah. miles. It was like a, it was like a three mile drive. If not 
more with traffic and there's nowhere to park. And you know, it's like, it's going to be that walk after you got everyone in the car and drove to the beach and then found a way to carry everything to the sand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was definitely and absolutely it was it was such a process and i think the thing about it too is like this is this is such a grand example of like just the general fear of the unknown stopping you from doing a thing yeah like i feel like we got out there and it took us like a few days just sort of getting acclimated to the island before anybody was even really willing to like take a stab at it right because it was like like it was like there's multiple beaches that you could go to but like this one doesn't have parking so like maybe we could like throw everybody into like the truck and like pull everybody over and they can all take their beach chairs out but then like how does that person get back it's like well mom and dad could then just like ride their bikes but you know it was just yeah was, everyone's like, like doing these puzzles and like think this will work this will work and we're like wait no because then where all the kids sit and yeah like, exactly yeah. yeah so it was it was just like it was it was such a thing and i feel like it, it just kept it kept preventing us from getting there we finally got there and it was almost like all right we did it like we did it check mark i know toes in the sand right we are here we are sitting on the beach and then it's like then you just have like uh you know we have luke and nick and nate and it's like how do you like you like what i want to do is just sit on the beach and like just relax but that's basically impossible yes (laughs) you know because like they are going they want to do anything but that they want to be in the sand or near the water or you know just rolling around or they're hungry or thirsty or the, you know, whatever the case may be yeah. or, or even if it's just like you know there's only two of me and beth and if like luke wants to go to the water then it's like well i guess i'll just take him and you'd be back here with them but then you know if someone i don't know it's just hard to keep track of three when there's only two of you you are out and there's a big ocean yeah, yeah yeah but um so when we went it was pretty interesting so at the house we were at there was a pool which was pretty cool luke's been doing swim lessons for a while it was cool to see him like in the water and like you know he could like hold his breath and he doesn't like dive under the water everyone's in like our little floaty vest thing so but he could like stick his face in the water and swim. And he was very excited to show all that off. He, then, yeah, he was doing great. Yeah, he was doing really good with that. That was exciting. And then uh, we had, I, I brought uh, Nick and Nate in. I carried them into the pool on the first day. And it was a little, I mean, the water's cold as ever when you get in the water. Right. But like, I think it immediately scared Nick and he didn't want anything to do with it. And Nate was just like, whatever. And within like 10 minutes, Nate was like jumping off the side of the pool into my arms and he probably did it 50 to 60 times within the first day. And I don't think Nick even got close to the water again until like two days later. Right. Yeah. 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 So took, that took some time to warm up, took well, some time to warm up, but I was relating with him so much. And I, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you before, but sometimes I actually feel like dancing at like weddings mm-hmm. might fall into this category, but it's like, it's like you're seeing other people be more comfortable with the situation than you are. And it's almost like it, it, it's almost like you're letting these like external things drive so much of like your own like psyche. Yeah. But it literally reaches a point where um, like because you are watching somebody else be more comfortable, you have now become even less comfortable right with a given situation like <laughs> right so I, I felt like i was watching nick for like the, a few days and like you could sort of see him like side-eyeing like the pool and the situation it was almost like but like the further it got like where he hadn't gotten in the pool was almost like making it worse because it was right. like now i still haven't gotten in right um 
And but yeah, it's like this is exactly how I feel about like dancing at a wedding because there's there are always at every single wedding hard stop. Scientifically, it is proven that there is like a group of approximately five people who were just the most comfortable doing the dancing and they will always go and like grease the wheels for everyone else. Yeah. Except for me, who is then always like, now, how do I join? How do I step in? Right. Like, Like, because right now I'm standing. Yeah. And people are like, they're doing like that thing where they're like waving their arms like, come on, get in here. And then it's like, I need to somehow go from like stagnant, no movement to doing some type of Jocelyn McJocelyn or something. Yes. You know, and <laughs> Jocelyn McJocelyn. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what do I do with my arms? What you need, Ben, is to have a series of friends who conveniently for your sake, schedule all of their weddings like six days in a row. So that oh, you can yeah. be there like Monday night. You can be like, I don't, I mean, by like probably the end of, by the end of Monday night, you've probably made your way out there. You did some like slow dances. You like try, <laughs> you like stumbled through the cha-cha slide. And then by like Tuesday night, you're like, okay, all right. This is like a different group of people. I'm a little, I'm still, I'm still kind of in the zone from last night. And you know, I, I, maybe I'll get in a little bit earlier. And then by Friday, you're basically out there. And you're just like, you're in a good, you've, you've gotten into the zone. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. You've been, I think the problem with dancing at weddings, if you're uncomfortable doing it, is that it's the sort of thing that like it takes the whole night to warm up to it. But then by the time you're at the next wedding, that's all gone again. I you yes, know? that is the yeah. problem. Like I and I remembered this from like middle school socials, mm-hmm. like where you know it would be like a Friday night and they would have like all this like fun stuff, like you know, for the kids to come and do, um, so that they could like you know hang out together after school hours and and obviously have a social event. And it was always the type of thing where, again, like some people were comfortable with dancing, but like most of the kids really need to like have their like handheld into it. But by the end of the night, you've done that. And so like the last 15 minutes of like the social is just like, yes, like I broke free and now I'm having a, like a good time and everything's right. fun. And they're like, all right. And this is the last number of the night. And you're like, no man you know it's like like, now if there were two hours left i would have this would be like this would go down in history as the best night of my life (laughs) like like i'd I'd have it oh Um, man you you must have had a different middle school socials experience than i did yeah i think because i went through most of middle school before we moved that's true yeah yep, so yep. i went to something called y dances i remember those yeah the yeah. y dance so the local ymca where uh, we went to middle school before pre-moving down in franklin county in rocky mount yeah. which is a pretty good y um would uh host like middle school dances for like basically like three out of like i think like four every almost every friday night it felt like or was it that I often no i don't know i think I think maybe I'm trying to remember now. I know I think maybe maybe once a month was like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then like once a month was like just seventh and eighth grade or something, or like like Okay, yeah, yeah. So there was you. some there was some scenario where you could go about twice a month. Okay. Depending on the grade you were in. Okay. And um like everyone would get like everyone would go i i remember having to go and drop you off yeah well i mean not that i was driving or anything but i was in the car right like well we need to go take jay to the y dance you're to the y dance <sighs> yeah and i remember it was it was different because it was like such a big 
place for like the the population of students who would go there and i don't know if you remember their gymnasium it had this like giant divider going down the center yes of otherwise two basketball courts yep so like court number one was basically the dance floor okay and that's where they had like a dj booth set up in the corner and people would dance and like the better you were at dancing the closer you were to the booth and like the more you were just there to like talk to other people sort of the further away you were and there'd be like little clusters of people talking okay then on the other side of the divider was just full-on basketball oh nice yeah full court like you know 20 balls out there every, you know nine hoops available for shooting right right you know which i say 20 balls so probably more like seven balls for like yeah like 60 kids <laughs> sure sure yeah <laughs> like, no you gotta be you gotta be good at rebounding that's the real game at oh the wide dance <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there was nothing there was nothing worse than than this particular era of life where there was never enough balls for the number of kids who were playing and yeah so there's there's this rule called if you make it take it make it or take yeah 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 so if you make the shot then like then you get the ball back no matter what right and it's like it's like like recess law it is recess law it's like it's like nobody messes with make it take it yeah but it also means then that the kids who are already the best at the sport continue to get to be the best at the sport right because it's like it's like well every you know eight shots or whatever i finally get the ball back from right. brett you know who's who's just sinking who's just sinking threes, sinking over threes. There. come right. on man <laughs> or or else this was this is what uh oh, then it's just even even if they miss you got to be the one to rebound yeah you know that was always the really best feeling is if you missed and got your own rebound like <laughs> i missed and got it back anyway <laughs> what now what yeah now? what you gonna do about it so i remember in school dances jay yeah. was uh very basketball related but we didn't have actual basketballs to play with oh. um instead what we had was just the nets on the basketball hoops and as like a sixth sixth seventh grader the game really started to be, can you jump and hit the net? You didn't have balls. You just, just the hoops were there. Just the hoops. <laughs> just the hoops. Okay. Well, so in, in okay. to be fair, we, we had one gymnasium or, or one basketball court that was cut in half and there was like a moon bounce on one half of ah. it, and like the dance floor on the other half of mm. it. So there wasn't really a lot of place I to see. play I basketball. See. But so I do remember that on many of these occasions, it was like, um, it, it, it's so funny because it's almost like, I think we've talked about this before, like the guys who have like the super like lifted, uh, like trucks or like the really loud, like, you know, motorcycle or exhaust or whatever. It's like, yeah, you have, you have come to live in the world where you are like a hundred percent sure that this is like the coolest thing that you can do. It's yeah. like, like the louder, the better, you know, like the, the bigger, the wheels, you know, the better. Um, and I, I absolutely feel like in my mind, the idea of being able to touch net was like, as if you were, you had like ascended, yeah. you know, in like the social hierarchy or something ben, Let like me just that. go ahead and tell you something completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you were dead on dead on. Oh my gosh. The but, more net you could grab as a middle schooler. Oh boy. Your cool points were just flying. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so at the very least I was absolutely under this impression. So like there I am, you know, there's like all of the people dancing, like, you know, 15 feet away. But like in my mind, I'm like, you know, if any of these girls see me, like brush the bottom like half inch like mm -hmm. the net like kind of moved a little bit yeah it's like that's my ticket you like know like then guy. then someone will want to dance with me certainly certainly and it's like or 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 alternatively back up here's a different thought just go dance yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. 
this was this was uh, yeah always sort of I feel like the the I feel like I missed I feel like I missed the point sometimes of like the why dance as it were uh-huh. like almost like I feel like a, a huge majority of like my friends were in that um, group of people that were far away from the DJ booth and like the clusters and like this was their draw to the entire thing was to stand in these circles and talk because then you would just sort of like you could hang out with all of the other people who you wanted like I guess like all the other girls you wanted to talk to or whatever in a non-classroom non-school setting for several hours right it's I mean right. yeah it's like a little mini homecoming or, or prom exactly or it's exactly yeah. what it is every week but everyone's just extremely casual when no one's like dressed up or anything didn't you and, wear a hat once oh boy <laughs> yeah that was bad <laughs> anyway like and like other, like i feel like my friends had a good grasp on like this is why you go like for this reason i was like i'm here to have fun i would like to play basketball or whatever you know sure like i I don't know what went over my head in that regard the other thing you could do at the y dance is because they had a pool you could go to the pool which, oh, man, that's which I know, which is baffling to me that like I would go to this dance and inside of like the two hours I were there, like have gone to the pool and been on the dance floor and played basketball. Like <laughs> it's just it's a big it's night just, for me. It's a regular, it's a, why would this is so good? Everything's great here. Uh, I, I do remember one feature of going to the pool was if you were there and it was the first night of the entire run of Y dances they would typically have this giant inflatable yellow submarine in the pool Do you oh my gosh that at all? no so i don't but i, I mean because I, this was like the thing of like legend yeah you know is like is like hearing about this yeah and i moved from from franklin county where we lived to roanoke where where we live now today mm, yeah um and i was so i was like in between fifth and sixth grade when we moved so yeah. i never got to go and do like the yellow submarine. Well, thing. let me just tell you that there was no real reason that it was only the first night that it would be up and active. Other than that, like that was the night it was guaranteed to also pop a hole. Oh yeah, yeah. No, most <laughs> like, certainly for sure. Most like, certainly, they, they they would definitely intend to have it up every time, and without doubt, hole, hole, absolutely hole. Yeah, we'll fix it for next season. See you next year. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop.
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Goodness. Um, on, on that note, though, dude, I have to say that uh, one, th this is like the silliest and dumbest, like little um, sidestep that I have done in terms of like my, my mobile phone activity, yeah. which is to going to the website like Alibaba or whatever. Oh, which is, yeah. It's like all the like Chinese manufactured um, like yeah, widgets and stuff. Just just things yeah um it's i think for some reason i feel like i'm having this like bizarro peek behind the curtain as to like how much things actually cost to make mm. because everything is just like so so absurdly inexpensive um and so like whenever i i like have like a new product or something that i'm searching for i'm like i'm just curious to know how much like it would be over on alibaba and i'm not really like doing a whole lot of like ordering or anything yeah over there, but like i'm i go and spend some time looking around poking and, and seeing like what stuff costs and everything and so one of the things that i've been looking at for the past couple of summers is is it's a big inflatable like dock 
and yes, and I've it, seen these. Yes, and and it sounds like the type of thing that like wouldn't be like super stable, or it'd be kind of like like what would you do with that? And it's like the thing is, is that they like are insanely stable. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like the paddle boards you have, which are like also inflatable, but then you stand on them, and it may. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't feel inflatable at all. No, it yeah, it's it's like they've they've made inflatables out of such a thick material that like you can pack it with like, you know, the same amount of air pressure as you'd put like in a car tire or something. So it's right. like it is you can't like press into it. It is like that firm. Yeah. Um and so anyway, I've been looking for this this dock thing just because I felt like it'd be a really fun way like yeah, trying I, to put a dock in your backyard. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I got, absolutely. I got, I got, my boat. <laughs> look, I, I got I got like my I got like a uh, a 10 by 10 swimming pool and a 10 by 10 dock that goes on top of it. So now I can go and sit on top of the water. <laughs> um, no, but like it, it is. Maybe the, you need a waterbed. Oh, maybe. Do they yeah. still make waterbeds? Ben, of course they still make waterbeds. Okay, well, I'm going to Dozens come back. of people a year buy them. <laughs> dozens. 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 Um, one, one vendor laughed out there who just doing it as a good Samaritan. Who, If you're a listener who has a waterbed, Please let us know. Our parents had a waterbed. They when did. We were a kid. Yeah. You know, when we were kids. And uh, GMA member John Jennings had one as yes. well. Yes, he did. Time. You're and, right. And I remember thinking like, whoa. Wow. Now that's special. Wow. Now that My is parents special. would never let me have a waterbed. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, long story short, to go back to my quick doc thing, and then I'll come back to waterbeds again because I have another thought on that. Okay. Um, but I, uh, so I went on, I went on to like Alibaba and I was like, I got to see if they, if, if the dock is available, right. you know, but like not branded or, mm. or whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and it was on there actually, which was kind of surprising. But uh, while I've been there or because I have been searching for the these like large scale inflatables, I keep being served what cannot possibly be real products because it seems like you would see them places, but they are like inflatables that are huge. It's almost like, like, like a city, you know, I mean, not really a city, but like, I don't know. The room that we're in right now is probably like 20 by 20. Um, it's like, there are some of these things that are that big. Like what they are huge and they've got like slides and like holes and like hangout areas. And I'm like, it makes so much sense because all you have to do is like piece it together. And then it's just a matter of filling it with air. Right. Like it could have a small enough form factor that you could just scrunch it down. into like a, like a bag that like a tent might come in. Yeah. But you know, obviously bigger cause it's, it's, it's still a lot of material, but it's like, what are are we just really starting to like tap into the potential of just inflatable stuff inflatable stuff you know and and i don't know i'm going to have to show you some of these things because i saw one yesterday that was like this massive just massive structure that had a huge net in the middle of it and the huge net just served as like a big like tanning platform or like a trampoline and i'm like there's no way there's no way that this can be real right. and only costs like $307. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, I don't understand, but I almost want to spend the money literally just to find out what would happen if I ordered it. Like, yeah. what would show up? Anything? Is it fake? Like, I don't even know. It's you, like, is it possible you're interacting with more inflatable things than you realize? 
like out here and like, like in out, the wild yeah like in the wild like you just walk into a store and you like interact with something and it's like you just thought that was made out of solid object but actually it was in, just inflated this is like the it's it's almost like is it cake yeah like, you know, <laughs> is like, it inflatable <laughs> is, it, is that a real bookshelf or is it an inflatable bookshelf yeah would that blow your mind if that bookshelf right there was actually an inflatable i mean honestly you know it feels like it feels like the, especially when you consider the firmness of the um of like my stand up paddleboard. Yeah. You know, it's like it, uh, apply that same technology to almost like IKEA's approach of flat pack furniture, right. except now no assembly required, simply fill it up with the included pump. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> you it's a little like, bike pump out there. Right, yeah, just like but you don't have to pump it once, you know, and then it's like then the whole yeah. thing's full. Dude, do you I don't know if you remember this, but when we were when we were kids, we were up at New York on one of our many family travels up there for a family reunion, which I believe was based around the christening of our cousin Justin. Yes. When he was I, I remember this. Young, yeah. young, one less than a year old. Well, yeah. child, child. Now now is like now remarkably taller than me. Yeah. Which feels impossible. It's like this shouldn't be allowed to happen. You were younger than me. I, I held know. you as Excuse a baby. Me. I am older than you. What business do you have being taller, Justin? Anyway. <laughs> Justin. Justin. Big guy. Big guy. Very, very. Uh, I love, love all those guys. Did you know he's living with Cousin Rach? I did not know that. Yeah. But, but well, shout out to them. <laughs> shout out to Cousin Rach and Cousin Justin, which is exceptionally fun because Rachel just moved in with her boyfriend. So Justin's actually living with Rachel and her boyfriend. Wow. I know. Who went to Virginia Tech? Oh, man. Fantastic. Man. Look at this. Everything's coming together. Everything's coming up. Hokey. Who would have thought that Virginia Tech would have such an impact on the New York side of the family? I know. I know. It's, it's I actually know. very, very remarkable. It is remarkable because then her other, other cousin, Michael, same same side of the family, went to Virginia Tech. Yeah. I don't, I, know, I think, I don't know what's up with this. I, yeah, I think we have. Uh, we had. I think we had a lot to do with that. Personally, we were just like magnets. We were just like magnets, just drawing you know? everybody yeah. in at us. I feel like what happened was cousin Rachel was, you know, going through her dating apps or whatever, and she stumbled upon this guy's and was like, "Whoa, went to Virginia Tech? Swipe right, boom." That's you know. So you're taking all the credit, not all the credit, but like most of it. <laughs> Like ninety three percent. He still least. had to go there. You sure. know, he had to make the right decision at some point. Well, well done, well, well done. done, Rachel's boyfriend. Doing doing great. Work. Anyway, what were we talking about? Right, Justin was a wee baby getting christened, and there was a family reunion at our aunt Tina's house, and they had for the kids there because there were many of them an inflatable bounce house, and I remember yeah. like seeing that oh my gosh we're gonna have non-stop unticketed access to this bounce house all night yeah it felt like it, it shouldn't it, be allowed it felt like it shouldn't be allowed and then this even this this was the real thing that didn't feel like it should be like i remember them like coming in and setting the tent down on the ground and i was like okay right now it's not inflated and if i know anything about being a kid it's that it takes four ever before the fun thing starts and that thing was big and it's going to take a while to inflate and i could not have been more wrong if i tried just because they went to inflate this thing and in i kid you not less than five seconds it was fully inflated and ready to bounce <laughs> right. like do you remember i i do not remember because i had a different memory from from this particular day of my life okay that has scarred me 
to what? this day. What? Physically. I don't. Oh, you got physically scarred that day? I got physically scarred I that day. I don't remember that. This I'll, is this is a truth fact. Yeah. yeah. And so the thing was, is that there was a bounce house, which obviously meant that I was doing flips. Even obviously. Even the parents told us not to. Right. I did yeah. them anyway. There Sorry, wasn't Mom. even a basketball net in there for you to be showing off on. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like, touch net. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely was doing I was doing front flips and the same thing that eventually happened to me in our backyard on our trampoline, which is that I did a front flip. My knee bounced, hit me in the chin. I mm. bit through my tongue wow. and had to get stitches in my tongue. Uh, this was like the precursor to that event. And what happened was my front teeth went into the the bottom mm. of my front lip. Mm. And I just I mean, it was horrifically painful yes and to this day i've got like a scar on the inside of my mouth wow on the on the back side of my lip painful. like right here painful i know, I know. I, i've always thought like man what would have happened if it like came through oh Ugh. it gives it's me like the a narwhal the heaps yeah yeah that's crazy i know sorry that happened to you well it's okay i mean i got you know i got past it yeah and plus there was unticketed access to a bounce house, which yeah, is pretty great. There was, there was. It didn't feel like there were no strings attached. If I really recall, even though we were children at this event, who the bounce house was for, there was an even greater number of even smaller kids. And there was like a, I don't know. I remember there sort of having to be like this rotation period of like, okay, it's the big kids time. And then it's the little kids time. But of course the parents like didn't want to deal with the little kids. So like our time was like 10 minutes and their time was like two hours or something. Oh, That's wow. what it felt like anyway. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I'm still a little salty about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it wasn't as, as, uh, I don't know, split. Who's that. to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Not okay. Me. So here's, I have another bounce house story that I would love to tell. Oh, please do. Because apparently I have many of these. All right. So, okay. So one of the other things that happened during my middle school socials, the same ones where I was touching that <laughs> yeah. and, and dancing for the last 15 minutes was, um, we had, uh, we would have the bounce house that was there. And I had one of my classmates and I have, I just have absolutely no idea why this became the ambition but like we would plan on trying to figure out how we could knock the bounce house over <laughs> over like just like everyone at once yes yes yeah. exactly and like so like we would know in advance the week like leading up to the social and we would be like talking about it at lunch because we were like worried that the bounce house attendant who it now occurs to me was probably like the son of the guy who rents bounce houses <laughs> yeah like does not care right um hey it's friday night you want to go hang out in a middle school gymnasium right and monitor a bunch of eighth graders right and <laughs> But so here, here, the plan that we've come up with, because we'd be like, well, we don't want them to know what we're up to. So we need to get in there and just like bounce around as if we're just like having a normal little fun time. Yeah. So like we would get into the bounce house and be like pretending to be using the bounce house as intended. <laughs> by by just jumping around. By, by just using a bounce house how it's intended. <laughs> right. And then we would have like a code word, which was like established in advance. And whenever my friend would say the code word, all of us at once would go and tackle one of the quarter pylons, <laughs> which was so effective at, <laughs> knocking, it over. At knocking it over. I mean, it was just like you, we would just all barrel into it, and I mean, it's like I have to imagine that there was like a like a, a small um, hazard of of you know being trapped in the now tipped over yeah. pile of vinyl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
And yet we so that's hilarious. We did this. How many times did you do it? Multiple. <laughs> like, I can't believe they keep letting you in. Oh, same. And maybe yeah. this is why we were like, we'll get in, we'll pretend we're bouncing. <laughs> we'll, we'll be pretending to have a good oh old time. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that's how we knocked over a bounce house. That's fantastic. Okay, my other... I have one more bounce house story. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> I know. This is less of a bounce house and more of a bounce obstacle course. Oh, okay. You, you know the giant inflatable obstacle courses sometimes you'll see it like carnivals and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this was at junior this was at after prom for um my junior prom and it was just in like the gymnasium and they had one of these giant things in there. Um me and my friend Bob were going to like race to go through it. Okay. And if I was sure of one thing is that I was going to win that race. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing that I can imagine you taking more seriously than probably any other thing. It's, I learned nothing from the wide ads. It's been <laughs> here. I went after all, I'm like, let's go. This right. is great. Right. Yeah. Your date's like, would you want to go like hang out? We could like dance and go play poker. It's she like, certainly was not. This was a very unfun dance date wise. Oh, but I see. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Any, that's okay. I don't want, I don't want to throw that much shade at my 11th grade prom date. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. She's probably she's probably she, changed. I she bet pro- now yeah. she would love an inflatable obstacle course. Probably. You we know, can only assume. People change. People change. <laughs> people change. I would still love this. Uh, so I didn't change that much. But yeah, me and my friend Bob are racing through the inflatable obstacle course. And we get down to like the last part and it is neck and neck. And the last part is like a slide down. Okay. Now, obviously, it, we're, if we're neck and neck and it's a slide, gravity is going to take over right. and it's just going to be a tie. This is no good. The okay. only way to defeat gravity is to propel yourself faster down the <laughs> oh, slide. Oh, goodness gracious. So Bob is sitting at the stop. He takes the slide natural style, which is to say just sits on it. <laughs> I just jump, like, propel myself downwards towards the slide, uh, towards the ground, which is also just like a, like a landing pad or whatever. But it's at like the... Um, uh, structurally weakest section of the <laughs> obstacle course because it's like there's not a lot of air between the ground. It's like a foot of air What's there. It, typically, all you're doing is receiving, <laughs> yeah, like you know, 130 pound people yeah. who are coming Slide down it. a slide. Yeah, yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped the slide and hit it full, full force. So of course, I end up rolling off the obstacle course and just my head slams into <sighs> the table uh, that is not, uh, you know, like two or three feet away from it. And I remember, like, I mean, it hurt a lot. But I don't, re- I don't really remember it hurting that bad. Oh, I'm no. fair. Like, I wasn't bleeding or anything, but I'm fair. I, I don't know, but I'm fairly certain I was like lightly concussed for the rest of the evening. Oops. Yeah, not so good. Not so good. However, silver lining, not not, not much of one, but uh, another thing they had available uh, to this junior prom full of high schoolers was gambling. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Public schools just get it. <laughs> Public schools get it, man. No. By gambling, I mean like they had like a casino area or sure, whatever sure. where you could go, you know, play um, poker or whatever. So um, me in my state here, I go and I sit down at the blackjack table uh-huh. and Ben, I was like a blackjack savant for the rest of the night. Oh like, my gosh. I was, I mean, I could just, I could just tell, I could just tell what the hands were going to be. And I think I can't even tell you how many hands of blackjack I won that night. It was like something like 
hitting my head. I don't know. I like unlocked something and I was just like, I knew every time to fold and I knew every time to go in and it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Then so, what did you win? Uh, you know, just like uh, plastic poker chips that you go trade in for like lame prizes and stuff. Did you get a cool lame prize? Probably. Pro- yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> but, but like really when it came down to it, it wasn't about the prize for you. Oh, yeah, it, was, no. it was just about the, the glory it was of... just about just knowing. Of being like, Alan from of the being, hangover. Of just seeing the cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just knowing. That's, yeah. A really, that's a really remarkable moment. So you had a yeah. big night. You, you beat Bob in the obstacle course yeah. and you ran the poker table. Exactly. Yeah. So good night all around. Wow. Mostly. <laughs> That's, it, I mean, it, it sounds like a great time, honestly. Yeah. I feel like now what it's really making me want to do is go and just, because this is like, I don't know why more adults are not doing this with their adult money, but like, why are we not just renting an obstacle course and a park every weekend? It does seem like if you could, if you could just own such a giant inflatable and have it up and running, no problem, and take it down, like, I, I'm like, why don't, why don't we have like, why don't I have like a bounce castle, you know? Whoa. Right. You could have a bounce castle. You could cost. just have one. Like it can't be that expensive, especially I if I go over to Alibaba. <laughs> Should I check Alibaba? Yeah. Look me up a bounce castle, Ben. Give me just one hot second. We're just going to okay, go Okay. While you look to... it up. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Wow. So they are on there. They are on here. Okay. It looks like commercial PVC inflatable bounce house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking at, I can just sort of barely see it from here. It looks like intense. It, it looks like, okay. So to be fair, there is a range from $300 to $2,000, but not as bad as I would have thought. Sure. And there's only a minimum order requirement of one. Yeah. So you only have to get the one. You only have to get the one. And let's, I mean, you probably don't need more than that. I mean, how many bounce castles For do backyard you really need? usage. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, it, yeah, it seems worth it. It feels like maybe... We should get a bounce castle. I wonder how how small it is collapsed, you know, like where if if I if I had like somewhere to store it, I don't know. You're not saying no. I'm not saying no. It feels like it feels like one of the like one of those sheds you can like tow away from the Home Depot parking lot would be more than adequate to house your de-inflated. Oh, 10,000%. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I feel absolutely certain that a deflated bounce castle could fit inside of a towaway shed. You think it could fit in the back of like a pickup truck? I think it could. Okay. That I feel, small. I feel confident about that. Well, that small or that big, depending on your perspective on size. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Right. Anyway, Ben, can I read you some numbers? Please do. Oh, my goodness. All right. Two, nine, 22. 15, 21, 4, 16, 14, 6, 20, and of course, 100. Wait, no, that can't. Hmm. Okay, Jay, so one of the things I want to talk to you about now is that I have, I believe at this point in time, I am one month completely off of social media. So if if you have like contacted me or sent me like a DM or like a funny meme or something, then apologies, uh, but I haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) And it's, uh, it's gone. It's gone. It's been, it's been very, it's been very interesting. I feel like uh, having Having been off it, I think last week I sort of gave... Ben, can I ask you, do you remember what the code word was for the bouncy castle? (laughs) To to ram the wall? Oh, man. What was it? Okay, so for some reason, 
we recorded the Jay versus Ben today. Okay. And I was having this unusual circumstance where like messages were being sent to my brain desk yeah. that were like not far from the correct answers when I otherwise assumed I had no idea. Uh-huh. And and that being said, the word that came to my mind when you asked me as if I knew it on the tip of my tongue was apples. Apples. <laughs> and it's like, I literally can't tell you why. I don't, apples! <laughs> like, I don't remember it being apples, but for some reason you asked me and it was like, oh, apples. Okay. I'm going to take that as at some point. Okay. That's like the battle card. Okay. That just so, came into so my code, mind. Hashtag anyway, code word apples. Code word apples. Anyway, you are off social media. Yes. Okay. So okay. off social media. I think I was given the example last week of like purchasing a bathing suit for vacation. And the whole idea was sort of this like, oh, like I would love to get a new bathing suit. But then it was like, well, I'm not going to like, like, would I even take a picture on a new bathing suit? Like, would that even be worth doing? And then it, like, if it's kind of like, well, if I'm not going to share it. Then I probably wouldn't. And then it was sort of this like, this like backpedaling of like, huh. How many things have I been buying specifically for the wrong reasons? Mm. Um, you know, like this, it's not like a bounce castle where the obvious reasons are there. Yeah. I mean, there's no wrong reason to buy a bounce castle. Exactly. But there is a wrong reason to have bought a bathing suit and I've discovered it. Um, but so it's it's been interesting to me because I think that is reframing the way that like I've approached a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like even like last week on vacation, I found that like I took way fewer photos than I normally ever take. Right. And I think because it was like under a very similar circumstance where it was almost like, typically it was like, well, like, do I want a photo of this? And it's like, maybe not specifically, but like in the past, I think that I would have because it'd be like, oh, like this would be like a fun thing to like potentially post or like to share as like a part of my trip or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, well, if I'm not going to share it, do I even need it? And the answer is probably, it's not the worst thing in the world to, to, to capture memories yeah. always. Um, but so Alice and I were talking about it a whole bunch and we we're like, okay, so like we need to like figure out what to do here. Cause we don't think it's a bad idea to be off of social media. Like I think on the whole, that's providing a, a really good, um, like break for my brain yeah, to it's not good mental clarity for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also it's like, I still want to be able to like, like, you know, the first time we brought Addison to the beach, like I want a photo of the first time I brought Addison to the beach. That's yeah. a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so over the weekend I purchased a photo album. Oh, like a physical photo album, like a physical photo album. Oh boy. And a photo printer. Uh, so oh, that, that is probably a good step. Yes, because I was <laughs> Here's like, what you should also do. Maybe okay. within five minutes of me ending the sentence okay. is buy so much photo paper. Yes, <clears throat> yes. And and that was something that like when I, the kit, I guess, came with. Um, yeah, like 20 or something. Well, it, com- it comes <clears throat> with five. Um, oh wow yeah in the thing so the then the that that's like what comes in the box with the printer itself and it's mostly just so you like to prove to you that it can do the job so that you'll then go out and like buy 31 dollar you know uh packs yeah. of like 108 mm-hmm. photos or something which right. I, I think is about how many it was so i, I went ahead and pre pre-purchased like 300 photos worth of of paper. Wow. Okay. So, Smart. so this hasn't arrived yet, but, but, so this is like, this is like my thing. So I'm like, oh man. So like maybe now like my new, this is, this is probably gonna sound so archaic or not even archaic, just obvious. Yeah. But it's like, all right, instead of Instagram, I'll just store my photos in a photo album. Right. And I'm like really excited about it. It, it That does sound very exciting. Yeah. You're so, not wrong. In fact, on this exact <laughs> note, um, something Beth did just yesterday like she was downstairs doing like a like a run on the Peloton and she finishes it up and she comes upstairs and she's like I ordered a photo book and I was like 
Like, what? And she's like, yep, I found an app. I went in, I took all the photos from our vacation, and I just put the ones I wanted on the pages, and they're going to ship it to us. And I was like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> this is amazing I news. Know. Like, now we'll have, like, I guess, you, I think Beth, um, I mean, myself as well, but Beth in particular just, like, really, really loved, like, Hilton Head. And it was just like, I, I, I want to have, like, a physical memory of this vacation because it was, like, one of the best vacations ever. So... That's um, great. Yeah. So we will have um, a different kind of photo album. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, but no, that's, that is, that is, so will it come printed where all the photos will just be like in the album? Like they will be on? like part of the pages. Yeah. It oh, be, I got you. Yeah. But see, it no. won't be like a, like you put the photo in a sleeve. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> that, that is like my big game plan. And my, my big struggle at the moment here is that I think the photo album I bought can hold 300 photos mm -hmm. at once. And, um, so what I've been trying to figure out, though, is whether or not I'm going to fill it based on Addison years or if I should just fill it based on annual years. And I, I'm sure that, like, there's a very simple solve to this, which is that, like, it's your photo album. The rules are not that firm. Yeah. Um, but that was that was like my big thing where it's like, well, I obviously want to include like the photos from like when Addie was born and have those be like. Yeah. Like the starting point in terms of how far back in my, 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 yeah, you've got the problem of she was born in October. So if you do <clears> like <throat> a, what, um, 2021 photo album, then right. Then it's like, it's very <clears throat> short, right? Like you only have like October, November, December, which to be fair, I probably took more photos of Addie during that than I took of photos of anything else the rest of the year. I think I think you go annual, just full annual, because the only the only one it'll affect is 2021, and you can still Alice will still be pregnant for the rest of the year. Oh, that's from true. Like the January to October, so that you can still see the whole journey. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe maybe that's a good way to start it. Just start with 2021. Yeah, print everything from that era, mm -hmm. and then fill out 2022 but what i'm excited about this for and especially because i'm gonna have the printer myself is that like i want to make it like a like bi-weekly type of ritual where i will like then go through my phone and print like my favorite photos from the past couple of weeks yeah because 300 photos for an album is so many that like you don't have to be like it doesn't have to be like the world's greatest most frameditest right photo that ever did exist yeah um you know, it's like you can, you can include a fair bit of stuff, but I, I, I know for myself that like, it's so fun to go back to like mom and dad's house and like flip through theirs and they're all like in order by year. And dad has like handwritten notes under each of them. Yes. And yeah. He was very good at this. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be like, this is like, this is like my new, this is your thing. This is your new hobby. My newest and latest quest. Oh man. This sounds like a very good one because it is like, it is, there's like a very, <clears throat> a very low barrier to entry and there's no end date really at all. Right. It's just yeah, sort of just... like ongoing and you can continue to get joy from it. And it probably also translate and translates into like a, uh, like a love of taking photos at some point as well. Also that. Yep. Because I think yeah. that that's another big one is, <clears throat> is trying to, um, because, and this was, this was like part of my thinking. It's like a photo that I might want to take for Instagram. I do think is, notably different than a photo I might want to take to capture a memory. Mm. And Alice and I talked a lot and she did this a ton last week, but it was, you remember in Christmas vacation when Clark gets like stuck in the attic 
uh, while everybody like goes shopping yes. for the day. And so he's like digging through everything, looking for like clothes and he finds a bunch of like old family uh, reels. Yeah. And so he like sits down and he's just watching like with no sound, just these reels of like, you know, his, his grandparents arriving and like unloading packages from the back of the car and decorating the Christmas tree or like cutting the Christmas Turkey or whatever. And they're like, they're, they're just like candid videos that are not like intended to tell like a major narrative right like every everyone on there just knows the only people who will ever see it uh, is nobody and uh maybe someone in the family sometime yeah like, like once just, or twice exactly like revisiting it so yeah. that that was a lot of like what alice took so like while like nobody was really paying attention to anything just like chaos was happening around the house around her she would just turn the phone on and just sort of be like ha huh. like i i'm like i'm documenting all of the things right and now like eventually we'll be able to go back and obviously review that uh but on the same token it was like okay <clears throat> now i feel like i want to take photos that help me remember like the feeling the place the environment right like, where we were what was popular why it was popular like mm-hmm. all of those things um so that yeah well that sounds like a very excellent uh, adventure you're about to embark upon with yeah. your photos i'm excited about yes it. okay so on this uh a very similar note you said you've been off social media um i over the oh, like whilst we were on vacation i was trying to like make it a point to basically just like leave my phone up in our bedroom for most of the day sure like typically there's enough happening on vacation where it's not like you're just sitting there scrolling or right. something you don't even have time to do it if you're up you know you don't want you also just don't even maybe want your phone anywhere near the water Oh, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. Know, good point. Good where, point. Where yeah. little children might, you know, throw it in or something. But anyway, <clears throat> went through most of the week and just was um, also trying to like, even when I had my phone, try and like not get on social media that much whilst I was on like trying to just like take a little bit of a break from it as well. And I was also listening to Atomic Habits still like on the way down and on the way back and stuff. And so... As a result, uh, I enjoyed the week really sort of being further removed from it. So I did delete several apps from my phone. You did? I did. So what, I what got what got on the chopping block. So uh, once upon a time, I had deleted Facebook um, from it, and I almost really didn't even notice that being gone when I first did it. Uh, so that was that was easy to delete. I think I eventually had to reinstall it because like I was trying to. I think in order to communicate with like Messenger or something, I think I was trying to sell something. And oh, you yeah. Had like had to have Facebook on the phone to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, it snuck its way back on. I, Marketplace <laughs> is the number one. So I was like a huge Craigslist fiend for a huge period of time. And Marketplace has absolutely, at least in our neck of the woods, eclipsed it as like the primary like digital marketplace. Yeah. And um, so whenever I do, like the only thing that I have like itched for at all is access to Facebook Marketplace. I see. Which I yeah. also just refrained from. So Well, that's good. Good for you. So I got rid of Facebook, and then um, I also deleted uh, Twitter from my phone. Okay, smart. Yep, yep, that one's good. And I will say that I there there have been several times where I've, like, pulled out my phone and, like, gone to, like, push it, like, like my thumb, like, automatically, like, w- reached for it. And it's like it wasn't there. I was like, mm-mm, okay. What, then what else should I do? on my phone then it's just like a lot of times it'll just be like oh maybe i'll open like i don't know something anything more productive really sure yeah um which is good uh and then the other one i got rid of is a game um which consume which has uh, i don't know has consumed 
uh, much of my time over the past few years called Clash Royale. Yeah, this yeah. this is this is like always one of those. Um, I think you talk a lot about how every time you open it to play is always when somebody needs you for something. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. This is like it's like a it's like a life hack if you want something to start happening. Um, so yeah, I don't know if if uh, if if you're unfamiliar, Clash Royale is like it's kind of a card game, but like you play the cards on the field and they like you know come to life and just start running at your opponent or whatever. Um, but when Luke was in the hospital or not when Luke was in the hospital, when Beth was giving birth to Luke, her water broke like 10 days before she gave birth. So we were in the hospital for like 10 days and there was a lot of time where Beth really couldn't like get up and move around and stuff. Right. And you just had to like be there. And then even after Luke was born, we were still in the hospital for a little while. And there was a lot of just like, well, Beth's asleep because of course she's exhausted from everything being pregnant, giving birth. And I'm just here with really nothing to do and i had played the game some and i was just like i think at that point i was like well i'm gonna clearly have tons of free time to kill here so i'm gonna i think i spent like 50 bucks on the game sure just like i'm just gonna go all in i'm just gonna like actually i'm gonna i'm gonna do it like like the in-app purchases yeah like the in-app purchases just like (laughs) let me monetarily advance my um you know the level of all my things in the game right sure enough like you're immediately way better sure sure (laughs) and that's like very fun then because you can progress very fast but i've probably been playing it still since like um like the past few years probably i mean at least daily you right, know? right, and I mean Luke will be mm. five this year. Yeah, right? Luke will be yeah. five. So at least since that long, and it's definitely one of those things where just like like any individual game, like the game itself lasts three minutes. Like that's the time limit before like the game will just decide who wins. Okay. Um, but it like that feels very short. Like three minutes, no big deal. But that's if that's all you did was open it and play one game, and even three minutes is longer than you think. Sure. Like yeah. it takes time. And yeah, so often it would be like, okay, well, uh, I've got like I f- what feels like three minutes of time available to me, and you start playing it, and like someone would walk in the room and be like, hold on, I gotta, I gotta finish this thing, and it'd be like ninety seconds later, and then it's like ninety seconds is a lot longer than you think. Yep, and you're like, mm, this is, I'm sorry, hold on, I'm just, I'm in the middle, I'm, I'm gonna, okay, yeah, I know this is not important to you. Yep. Okay. All right. And I lost. Cool. That was a good time well spent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Could, cool. Could I just close that, I guess? I've just... been fine. Wonder Man, a big loss or anything. No big deal. But yeah. So I finally decided, like, I'm just, I'm like, uh, it takes up, it takes up like a ton of my time every day. I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna delete it. And so, um, so far, no big problem. Haven't found myself missing it or anything, but it's only been like two days or something. Sure. So, well, that's been the relationship that I've had with a lot of these where it's, and, and I've had a very similar experience where, where there's almost like the, um, you know, like if you're waiting on like a phone call or something, you'll get like the phantom buzz yeah. from your phone. Like it feels like it's like vibrating. It's like, did I, did I just feel that? Yeah. And it's like, you check in. It's like, no, there's nothing there. What did I feel that? And it's like nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, I had a lot of those moments when I deleted everything, like where I would go to open my phone, like habitually, it was just sort of like, oh yeah, like I go to, oh no, never mind, you know. And then I would basically just close my phone, put it back in my pocket, and be like, <coughs> like this was a whole process of like a like a pickup set down that previously I obviously would have been like detoured long enough to just check all the apps. Yeah, that just I, be like scrolling, right? But the thing is, is that like that was a huge thing for the first like three days, and then it felt like it was drawing back and drawing back and drawing back. And I would say that like now I don't do it at all. And the other thing that's fascinating about it is that like, there's a huge part of me and this is going to sound like odd, but like it's true. But like, I was like, I don't know how addicted I am to these apps. Yeah. And I don't know if like, because of that, if there will be like 
a kind of withdrawal. Oh, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, like, will it be the case that like my brain, like I fed my brain dopamine by by going to these things, and like, what happens if all of a sudden like I'm not doing that anymore? Like, will will it affect me? And I, I mean, it's it was probably just like a like a maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe that's rational. Maybe there's a reason to, to be concerned about that, but it hasn't happened. And really what I found is that like, I haven't even been that impacted by it. Um, which is, is just like very, it, I feel like it tells me a lot about how important it even was to me in the first place. And yet it was still taking a lot of my time. Right. Like somehow it was able to take all this time from me. And yet now that I'm not, now that I'm not interacting with it, I'm like, I'm not missing it. Like I don't, there's not like a, like a void. There's not like, I don't know, like, like a, like a, right. It's um, just, it's like a time tumor. Exactly. Like it's yeah. Just taking up space. Yeah and, yeah. and it's so odd because it's, it's, it, I'm not having like a, like a scratch that can't be itched or something. It's just sort right. of like, Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm glad that going cold <clears throat> Turkey has just been fine. Right. Um, so that, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's funny. And I keep having this sensation too, where I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because like chances are, if you are listening to this podcast, you know us through social media right. in, in some capacity. And that is the number one response I've gotten from like my, my friends and stuff. They're like, wait, but you're, you're not on social media. Like, isn't that part of your job? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's still something I feel like I'm trying to figure out a little bit. Right. But as like, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to like, right. Well, it's like, I guess I still, it's not like I like deleted my Twitter account. Like I still have access to it via desktop and I can still access it via like work or whatever. Sure. And I was, and, and really that's kind of what I was telling myself. I was like, you know, I just don't want it on my phone because I'll get sucked into it on my phone and my phone's with me everywhere. If I need to tweet something like a new video or, you know, and just whatever I want, you know, if I'm at my computer and I do it, that's fine. I don't really feel like that's like lost time or anything as long as I'm not. Um, if I find myself just doom scrolling on Twitter at my desktop, then they'll have a different problem. But I don't typically do that very much anyway. That's good. And then I left Instagram on there because I still like to do like stories and I like to look at like Instagram is the app where the most people I know in real life also have it sure. and use it a lot. So I like to see like their stories and their posts and stuff like in a like genuine kind of way, not like I just scroll. I mean, I do scroll or whatever on Instagram as well. But well, then, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because this is something that I do think is somewhat interesting. And in Alice and I have run into the same thing before, but it's, it's typically that like, Typically, so if we leave the house in the morning by probably 1030 or 11, Alice or me will have texted the other and just been like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, like we'll check in and then sort of be giving updates about like what's been happening in our day as the day progresses. Yeah. Um, and similarly, like through social media, like typically you'd be like on Instagram and you would you'd kind of be like up on all of the things that your friends have been up to. And in the same capacity, I feel like the same problem is generated, which is typically that like then when Allie and I get home from our day at work, it's almost like we don't really have anything to report or to talk about because uh, we've kind of just like kept the other person filled in on what's been happening throughout the day. Okay. Okay. And, and so, but the same thing is true. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Like when I see my friends, I won't be able to be like, hey, I saw you got a new car. Congratulations. That's really exciting or something. Um but it also opens the door for like the genuine question of like, Hey, what's new? Right. You know, and it's like, Oh, I got a new car. It's like, that's awesome. What'd you get? No like, way. you know, and it's like, I, it, it doesn't have to be like, yeah, like I saw your post, you know, like that's cool. Yeah. Um, 
not that I would ever react that way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, it, I do think that like what's cool about it is that now, like now when I see my friends, it's like I haven't been kept in the loop on what they've been up to. On what you're doing. So yeah. now I need a genuine update from now, you. Now I got something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so bad about like they'll tell me something like that and then it will like it, it it'll just it'll not stick with me for the next time. I see them like, oh, you got a new car. It's amazing. And then like the next time I'll be like, I, I, it will not even occur to me to ask them like, how's the new car going? Oh, sure, you sure, know? sure. Like, how's life with the dog these days? You know, like, oh. So yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Some people are so good at those questions. Yeah. Like they've got like the follow up. Right. Yeah. It's a gift. Um, uh, yes, it is. It is. It is not one I possess at the moment. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, yeah. it, it's actually, it is very funny because I think that we've talked about your memory bank before and yeah. how like there are specific things that you can store so well yeah so i i mean i think that probably it's just like everybody's probably got something that like they can they can stash away in their brain probably the probably. thing that the thing i wish i could stop doing is is I, we've i think we talked about this like 50 episodes ago on the pop is is like the ruminating the constant like I, yeah i keep thinking about this it's like i can remember conversations and like i will like play them all the time. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta figure out how to turn that off. Yeah. I don't know. Well, actually, what so I, I deleted those apps off my phone and then I re-added an old app that I used to have on my phone, which is called Day One. Okay. Which is just a journal app. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Well, I, it's yeah. But um when Beth and I went on our honeymoon, like we were leaving, we we're like, we should write down everything that happened so we don't forget because there's like tons of just like little specific things. Uh-huh. And so I remember we were just like we were on some long bus ride back from an excursion. We typed down like every little thing. And then I remember I got the app and I like copy and pasted it in there. And I was like, this is great. Now it's there. And then I don't know what happened on the journal on the app side of things, but like all that is gone. So that's annoying uh-huh. because it's like, it feels like there's so much cloud stuff. It's not even in my notes on my phone anymore. Like I don't know what happened to it. Where did it go? It's so frustrating. Anyway, not important. Um, I used to use this app um, way back when I worked at the concert venue. Nice. Bingo. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. Um, and it was, it was very interesting because it was like uh, a way to like continuously um, like, you know, just write down your thoughts every single day and then it was one of those things where i remember like go back and like review it every single day and it was like there was a very obvious like pattern of just like being upset and not liking like this routine at, like like on on the daily you could tell yourself like oh yeah work oh boy rough you know sure yeah huh it's not as good as not being at work <laughs> right you know or just sort of like rationalize but then to like see that like sort of pattern where you're like hmm maybe i don't like it here oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like and then you have like the data to reinforce it yes um um, yes, the, that, that's like the number one thing that I feel like it would be amazing would just be like having like a like one of those mood boards that you fill yeah. in at the end of each day. It's like, how did this go? With like green, yellow or red? Right. And then it's sort of like it's like, man, there's like 25 reds in the past month. It's like, right. It's like, huh, that's a problem area. This is no good. This is no good. So anyway, yeah, I basically tried. To, I'm just trying to like replace the the like and if I like open my phone and I'm like, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, I'm just going to open this app. And yeah. then I'll have somewhere I can just like write stuff down. But it was interesting because like um, I used the app before uh, for or I was trying to get back into it for a while. I feel like day one went through some rocky periods where they couldn't quite figure things out. Okay. And it the, was app. Like very, the app itself. Not, not you and your relationship no, with the app, but no. the app itself. The okay. app itself. I remember it suddenly like started costing like way too much money. And then it was like, I just want, I want all those notes from my honeymoon back. And it was on the app and I want it just like. I, this shouldn't be that hard. You work so well once upon a time. So right. anyway, I, I downloaded it. It seems like they've gotten their act together as of two days of using it. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So that's good. But when I logged in, like my old account was still there. And so I could like read back all these like entries from like 
2019. Oh, that's which was cool. like kind of interesting. I was like, oh, look at this. And it was very fun. Just sort of like read back past those entries. Like this is what was happening on that day. What fun. This is the video we published that day. This is what Beth and I were doing. You know, so that was pretty cool. That is so, pretty cool. That's my that's my new um uh the new the new habit I'm trying to form is just writing a little entry in my journal app every day. Look at this. Look yeah. at this. Welcome yeah. to popcorn culture where we yeah. offer self-improvement <laughs> tactics that are live in the making. That's right. We don't have any any like final evidence <clears throat> as to how they turned out, just simply that we are attempting them in the real time. I mean, you could say we're in the habit of recording this show every week. That's a good point. That's know? a good point. And you know? these people are in the habit of listening to it every right. week. Yes. Which See, hopefully is a good thing. Imagine if we were only starting the podcast now. You know, think how long it would take us to get to 130 episodes. I know, but now we're here. Now so, we're here. Okay, <laughs> so for for my question of the day, because now this now this is what I'm curious about is that like, is there anybody that we have successfully convinced to walk away from social media? Ah, I think I'd be very curious to hear about that. I think that would be very cool. So if you've had if if this is something that you have like decided to like take the plunge on or like set like a screen time limit or or like how it's affecting you in any way, because I I would be curious if anybody does have that like with like I don't even know if withdrawal is the right word because it's not like a I don't know I don't know how it works. Um, but like yeah, is there anybody who like left it and maybe was like oh my gosh like I like I like <clears throat> I feel like I'm, I'm like itching to get back in or something. Yeah, I can only imagine. I'd like I can feel like if that was if it was like the main way you communicated with your friends, I can see something like that. Like if sure that that being the case, but like for the most part, I don't use social media to communicate with my friends. It's just a post. To whoever. Sure, 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 sure. Because you know. that's a good point. Yeah, like if you if you like isolated yourself from like a friend group by way of being the only person who left, then I could see that having more impact because right. then you're just literally it's like it's like you decided to like leave a group chat. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, well, you, you don't you don't, we don't. How are we supposed to tell you? You're not a part of the group chat anymore. Right, like this is the way we communicate. And yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, if you have any thoughts on that or any feedback or anything that you, any experiences that you have had with a departure um, from social media, you can email that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, one of the other things that I have been checking on my phone a lot has to do with a current um, thing that we're doing over on our Patreon page, yeah. uh, which is basically at the $5 tier, you will gain access to uh, the Discord server, which is a shared server between uh, like our gaming channel, our popcorn culture, and main Super Carlin Brothers. Uh, but within that, we're currently doing a step competition uh, with the goal of the community of people who are participating hitting 10 million steps. Um, they're going pretty good. They're going amazingly well. We're well, on amazingly. like, as of recording, I think we're on day six and we're like well over 4.5 million steps. Yeah, so, so we're going to crush it. I definitely feel like we're going to have to do it again. We're going to have to like see what the total outcome is for a full month of stepping and figure out like what a new like bar that we can set, like a new goal that we can collectively work towards. And that's what's so fun about it too, is that like it, it is technically a step competition and there is like a leaderboard for whoever has the most Paul Paul, um, we knew it was going to be Paul. Though we, we knew it was going to be Paul. That guy. No doubt, he's so active. Well yeah, done, Paul. It's not even close. He's at one hundred eighty thousand steps as of this exact moment. The next place person is at one hundred thirty-seven thousand. So, although that's very impressive as well, it I is. Mean, it, it is. Honestly, I have been blown away with the number of steps that people are putting down, and it has been so much fun. But we have we have an app. 
uh, that like is that collates ev- like everybody's efforts and everything. So like, it's in like one place. So I have found that like one of my go tos when I open my phone is just like pulling up the little it's called Pacer, um, the Pacer app and just being like, oh, where is everybody? How's everybody doing? So anyway, if you would like to participate in in that or otherwise future uh, Discord related events, uh, you can gain access to that server uh, via the five dollar tier at Patreon.com slash Popcorn Culture. Uh, we also have the um, after the final pop show, which is an additional. 15 to 20 minutes of Jay and I talking after each week's episode uh, that is also unlocked at that $5 tier. So again, patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, until next time, pop pop! At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.